is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, October 29th. We've got a football Thursday here. Got some COVID things going on around the league. It's not as big as it was a couple weeks ago, right? People aren't really freaking out as much. I I think it's... We've kind of learned... Hopefully, and hopefully games won't be canceled here, but um, eh, we're not going to worry about that today. If there is any big news, I'll talk about it on the pod tomorrow, but we're going to talk wide receiver cornerback for you here today, game by game. Before I get into that, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? I do. Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world. Because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites, that's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps. And it really is the difference maker right there. No salary caps. So you're playing a, a different game. You don't have to play against sharks as well. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and a little thing called football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. I like that right there. $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Put MK, F and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Hey, if you're in a state that isn't legal for sports betting, it, it, this isn't sports betting. It's a DFS game, but there are a lot of similarities with player props. So go check it out. Use the promo code RANT, and that will help the podcast out, which is a good thing. I'm I'm very much enjoying this. Very much. <laughs> very much enjoying this. And I'd like to keep doing it. So uh, that helps us out here if you sign up. It really doesn't. It's... It's easy on your end. It's really easy. So promo code rant. All right, so let's dive into wide receiver cornerback matchups for the week here. I won't talk about tonight's game because there's a chance you might not be listening until until after the game is over. Uh, But spoiler alert, there's good matchups all around. So don't really think I need to talk about tonight's game. So let's talk about New England and Buffalo. News breaking that Julian Edelman's going to be out for a little while. Not that it freaking matters. He was already a drop for me. There's nothing I like here, especially with the Bills on the other side, Tredavious White. So the New England passing game is a hard fade until further notice. I will say that uh, I do expect Stephon Gilmore to be on Stephon Diggs this week. It's not like Gilmore is playing at an elite level, like shutdown level, as he has in the past, but there's enough there that maybe we see a couple targets diverted away from Stephon Diggs in season long. And I have to say this every week when I do this podcast, I'm talking to two distinct audiences. I'm talking to a season long audience and I'm talking to a DFS audience. If you're playing season long, there's just no way, (laughs) there's no way you ever bench Stephon Diggs, right? But if you're playing in DFS, you may want to look to fade him here. I don't know how well the game script works out for them, too. They may get out to a lead. New England's defense is fading. The offense is fading. Just fading in general. Tennessee, Cincinnati. We got to see what happens with William Jackson. So he missed last week with the uh, concussion, right? And had he played, I had expected him to shadow Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, that was before we knew Odell Beckham Jr. was going to get hurt in that game. But that's what my expectation was because he did shadow 
T.Y. Hilton in uh, week six. So if Jackson is able to get through the concussion protocol, and right now I don't have a Thursday practice report in front of me, but I do know that he got to limited on Wednesday, which is encouraging. He could be on A.J. Brown. Now, there is news out there about A.J. Brown not being spotted at practice on Thursday, so we have to keep an eye on A.J. Brown. The matchup wouldn't be that great. It's not, again, not enough to move the needle in season long, but definitely enough to potentially say, well, do I really want to go after this in DFS? But uh, if Jackson doesn't play, it's Darius Phillips and LaShawn Sims. I'm not worried about those guys on the outside. I do think we get a nice little upgrade here for Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Boyd's basically full-time slot, right? 87% of his routes out of the slot this season. So he's going to see Chris Jackson, 76% catch rate. Two touchdowns allowed. I like that matchup. So did Ben Roethlisberger last week. And then T. Higgins. So here's what I think happens. Last week, I've went over this on the pod. We did see Malcolm Butler on Chase Claypool, right? And we saw Ben avoid that matchup. So... Who's more likely to see if if they do something similar this week? It would be A.J. Green. And really what we want to do is we want to exploit Jonathan Joseph. That's the matchup we really want to go after. I do think there's some appeal to here to T. Higgins. I think he may be more likely to get into that matchup. So I like T. Higgins. You know, the Burrow stacks are going to be pretty popular this week. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually going to go after that stack. Uh, but just, just be aware of that, that a lot of people are going to be looking at that Burrow stack. Uh, and, and the matchup's actually neutral for A.J. Green because even though Malcolm Butler, yeah, maybe avoids, well, maybe not, though. Eight targets per game thrown into his coverage. Just Ben didn't go after him. That was it. Anyway, moving on to Vegas and Cleveland. A lot of people buzzing about Nelson Aguilar. And maybe it's the Philly in me, but I don't really see it. I mean, I see the fantasy line, but the play isn't really standing out to me. And I'm not going to. I'm not running out and picking him up. Don't sort by projected fantasy points, man. Don't don't sort by projected fantasy points. It's like the worst way to do waiver ads. Don't sort by like last week's fantasy points scored. That's the worst way to do waiver ads. Aguilar is going to come back to earth, and this Brown secondary is not that bad. Uh, Terrence Mitchell allowing a 53% catch rate. Denzel Ward has given up four touchdowns, but he's also just a 60% catch rate in his coverage. So I'm not going after Aguilar here. Henry Ruggs doesn't see enough volume really to be uh, a viable option, at least, especially in season long. Now, it's a neutral matchup on the other side. I think with no LBJ, we're going to see a lot of Jarvis. And I like how the matchup actually shapes up for him. So get this. LaMarcus Joyner, Trayvon Mullen, Nevin Lawson. All right, Joyner is at 10.2 yards per catch, Mullen 11.3, and Lawson 11.8. So those are all reasonable numbers. But all three of them are giving up at or above 70% catch rates. So doesn't that just sound like a Jarvis? Like, you know, Jarvis is not going to go out and, and have like four 40-yard catches. He's going to have like 10 10-yard catches, right? Doesn't that sound like a Jarvis matchup? Sneaky, sneaky. And I know a lot of people like Baker this week. I think Baker's in the streamer conversation. I'll talk more about him tomorrow. Don't get too carried away with Hollywood Higgins. He did catch all six of his targets, but it was just six targets. I mean, six is reasonable, but it's not anything to, you know, should I start him as my wide receiver too? No, no. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, just a deep stash for now. Indy Detroit. Hey, Xavier Rhodes, man. I made jokes last year. Rhodes are open. Maybe not. Not anymore. This dude is playing good football for Indy. 
four, just over 40% catch rate. And he's not going to travel, right? He doesn't shadow here in Indy, and that's fine. But Kenny Galladay is lining up on the left 50% of the time. That means Kenny Galladay is going to see Xavier Rhodes 50% of the time, which means those aren't good routes for Ken, Kenny Galladay, just to throw that out there, DFS-wise. Season long, of course, top 10 play, but DFS, definitely a bit of a fade. No really good major upgrades here, and here's why. Ordinarily, in a lot of instances, I'd say, oh yeah, you're going to upgrade your receivers against the Lions, but remember the wide receiver cornerback matchups tool, which is over at ftnfantasy.com, ftndaily.com, that thing has built into it the play, the level of play from the receiver. And so what it says about T.Y. Hilton is average. And and that's really because he's not playing that well. I mean, you look at Jeffrey Okuda, and, and I mean, hey, it's tough to be a rookie in the NFL at cornerback, especially. 14 and a half yards per catch, 69 nice percent catch rate. But even there, you can't get too crazy about T.Y. Hilton. You can't get too crazy about Zach Pascal. Uh, I had somebody ask me about Michael Pittman Jr. Can he have a uh, a sort of Justin Jefferson-like uh, second half of the season? And I, I just don't see it. Um, there's a talent gap between Jefferson and Pittman. Not not a drastic one, but there is a bit of a talent gap. I, I don't see that happening. It would be a big surprise to me. But could he be fantasy viable like a wide receiver three type? Sure. There's opportunity there because T.Y. Hilton's not stepping up. And, and then you have a bunch of role players beyond that. Uh, Minnesota Green Bay, speaking of Justin Jefferson, there is a potential for some weather in this contest. And this is the time of year where these start to come into play a little bit more. I think, you know, the, really the number one issue that we want to avoid is wind. So couple games with some potential wind issues. Uh, the Green Bay-Minnesota game, uh, windy and overcast. Current forecast, 26-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, the New Orleans-Chicago game, 23-mile-an-hour winds forecasted. And then the uh, Vegas and Browns game, uh, 25-mile-an-hour winds forecasted. So just keep an eye on those. Of course, forecasts can change. We're still a few days out but it is worth at least noting that. So I know people want to load up. I love the matchup for uh, for Devontae Adams in this one. I'll talk about that in a second. But just be careful. Now, be careful, of course, with Adam Thielen. You know, being the number one means you get star treatment. That means a shadow from Jair Alexander. We did see Jair uh, shadow Thielen back in uh, week one. And Thielen got the better of that matchup. He had four catches for 66 yards and a score on Alexander. Not massive numbers, but definitely got the better of it. But listen to this. Three shadows since. Those shadows have been on Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, and Will Fuller. And get this. In those matchups, Jair allowed zero catches. So a tough matchup here for Thielen this week. More of a neutral matchup for Jefferson. Jefferson, I don't know if Kevin King gets back on the field. He's dealing with a quad injury, so it'll very likely be Josh Jackson. Gave up three catches on four targets last week. It's not a it's not a just complete pushover of a matchup, though, because he only gave up nine yards per catch. But still, we've seen it. Like If Thielen gets a tough matchup, then Kirk Cousins just goes to Jefferson. So there is appeal there, but the weather obviously holding this one back. Hey, Devontae Adams, really the best matchup on the board. So you have uh, just a, just a, you know, it's a hodgepodge of corners at this point for Minnesota. How many corners have they used this season? And they won't have Cameron Dantzler this week. He's on the COVID list. 
So you have Jeff Gladney allowing 17 yards per catch. You have Harrison Hand, like shout out Temple University, but four catches on five targets last week. I mean, this is a beautiful matchup for Devontae Adams. Regardless of the weather, obviously, you're playing him no matter what. Kansas City and the Jets. Kansas City, 150-point favorites in this one. Well, it's like 19 and a half, but it might as well be. I thought Denzel Mims looked really good last week, but the matchup is tricky for him. Bashad Breeland's been playing good since he returned to the field, just six yards per catch. Charvarius Ward is just under 15 yards per catch, but only giving up two and a half catches per game. So tough one for this passing game, but I think there's going to be plenty of garbage time here, at least if you're looking at that. Mims is super cheap for DFS, for example. I love the other side of this. Tyreek Hill against Brian Poole out of the slot, allowing a 71% catch rate. Pierre Desir on the outside has given up five touchdowns on the season, so I think some exposure to McCole Hardman to Demarcus Robinson might be sneaky sneaky this week for DFS purposes. Uh, you know, if, if you if you have Hardman go out, this is the type of guy who obviously can put up some big time plays, doesn't need a full complement of 10, 11, 12 targets to do so. Rams, Dolphins. It's kind of getting overlooked here, but the Rams are not using Jalen Ramsey in shadow coverage. He hasn't shadowed since week one. So I don't think we see a shadow for Devontae Parker. But that being said, part of the reason why I don't think they're doing is because they don't need to. Their, their secondary is really good. Darius Williams allowing a 54% catch rate. Ramsey, 53% catch rate. Troy Hill is at 76%. Okay, that's high, but only 9.7 yards per catch, so he's keeping everything in front of him. It's a tough matchup for Devontae Parker in Tua's debut. Uh, Xavier Howard, uh, not quite locked down, but he's having a pretty good season. I, I'll give credit where credit's due. He's only allowing two catches per game. Now, here's the knock on him, though. This is the rub. He's allowing 18 yards per catch, just over. So, yeah. But I think this is one of those where you look at where's the best matchup. The best matchup is out of the slot. That is, uh, you know, against the Dolphins, that is. That's Nick Needham in the slot, allowing an 80% catch rate, close to an 80%, just under. So you look at Cooper Cup, Bob Woods. Originally, I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's a Bob Woods week. No, the closer I look, bodes a little bit better for Cooper Cup. Of course, they move their guys around, though, so it's not like Cup's in the slot 100% of the time. Bob Woods will go to the slot, too. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I think the big takeaway here, well, obviously, it's a matchup downgrade for the Pittsburgh wideouts, and I've really been trying to flesh this out. I don't think we have a clear indication of, of anything here. A, Deontay Johnson can't make it through a game, seemingly, without re-aggravating an injury. He says he's going to play this week. Uh, last week, it really did look like Ben was just avoiding the Malcolm Butler coverage and just picking on Jonathan Joseph, whereas I don't think there's a guy you can necessarily pick on here. You can exploit weaknesses. like You could potentially, we saw Andy Reid exploit some weaknesses of uh, Marcus Peters, but either way, I don't, I'm not getting too carried away. It wouldn't surprise me if any one of these guys had a big game, but good luck figuring out, deciphering which one. That's why I ranked them all as wide receiver threes this week. Uh, no major upgrades, but get this, Marquise Brown, I, you know, that secondary is maybe not as good as people think. The overall state of the defense is pretty good, but A.J. Brown went off on him last week. And how about this, Joe Hayden, over his last three games, has allowed 14 catches and two receiving scores. I like Marquise Brown this week. 
Chargers and Denver, hard to like anything in the Denver passing game with what Drew Locke has been doing here, at least out of the wideouts. Tim Patrick's banged up as well. I'm not, I'm not liking Jerry Judy. And it's weird, like, the Chargers are giving up passing yards, but their corners are pretty good. So, I, you know, it's one of those anomalies, but I'm not going to go after it. I am going after everything I can with Keenan Allen. Ridiculous target volume, top double digits in four of his last five games. The only one he didn't was the one he got hurt in. So I'm not intimidated by this secondary here this week. New Orleans, Chicago, don't expect Michael Thomas back this week. Emmanuel Sanders won't be back this week. So that leaves Traquan along with a career special teamer in Deontay Harris and an undrafted rookie free agent in Marquez Callaway. Callaway was the guy last week, but man, I don't want to mess with the corners here. Jalen Johnson, 49% catch rate, nine PBUs on the season. That's pretty impressive for the rookie. Kyle Fuller, 52% catch rate, 10.2 yards per catch. So staying away from that. I initially had Allen Robinson when I first did all this as a matchup upgrade, but he's in a concussion protocol. And typically, when you see a guy uh, have a concussion, suffer a concussion on a Monday night, it's really hard for them to turn around and come back and, and clear the protocol. And especially, like this wasn't even announced until Wednesday. So I don't know. Sometimes that happens where the player doesn't enter the protocol until a day or two after the game. I don't know if that was the case here or if it was just that it got, you know, it got lost in the shuffle in the news cycle. That sometimes happens too. Regardless, I would not plan on him necessarily being out there. So if anything, I'm going to take a stab on Darnell Mooney in some DFS contests because Marshawn Lattimore, he has the um, the name cachet, but it's not really been that good this year. 78% catch rate, scores in two of his last three games. So... Uh, I'll go after him with Mooney. Mooney. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle. Russell Wilson really avoided DK last week because of Patrick Peterson in the cloud coverage. DK has a tough matchup on the outside. I mean, San Francisco gives up some big plays, but Jason Verrett has been awesome uh, since getting back on the field. 1.2 catches per game, 8 yards per catch. That's really freaking good. And then Emmanuel Mosley, 11, 11 yards per catch, 55% catch rate. So is this another Tyler Lockett week? It's going to be very chalky in DFS. A lot of people are going to use Tyler Lockett. The ownership percentage you know, could be well up over 20. So you know, high number there. But I, I don't mind it because out of the slot, he gets Jamar Taylor. You can pick on Jamar Taylor. He's on 16 yards per catch this season. Uh, Debo unlikely to play, so Brandon Ayuk will be the de facto number one. On the outside, Quentin Dunbar and Shaquille Griffin. Dunbar allowed a touchdown to the Cardinals last week, and Griffin, five touchdowns allowed on the season. Dallas, Philly, I mean, Dallas, it, it does look like Ben DiNucci's going to start, so that's already a, uh, it, it's, it's already a downgrade for Amari Cooper. Uh, and it's even further downgraded because I do think Darius Slay shadows him. He shadowed Darius Slayton last week, shut him down. Amari Cooper's a tougher assignment, but still, uh, it's not a very favorable situation for Cooper. So he's more of a back-end wide receiver, too, this week. In season-long, and and I'll tell you, in DFS, I don't want any piece of him uh, if you're playing contests that include the Sunday night game. Travis Fulgham, over the last three weeks, only Stephon Diggs has more targets. I love Fulgham uh, in this matchup, and he could be shadowed, and this is still an upgrade. So last week, the the Cowboys are really sorting out their, their corner situation, but remember, they did 
they drafted a kid who I think is going to be somebody in this league, like going to be a, a pretty good corner in Trayvon Diggs, but he's a rookie corner, right? Rookie corners struggle in the NFL. 16.8 yards per catch, three touchdowns allowed, including a one to Terry McLaurin, who he shadowed last week. I don't think Fulgham has any issue in this matchup. And we'll see with Jalen Rager. I mean, the, the issue with Rager isn't the injury, it's the conditioning. You know, on my Sirius XM show, I had Adam Kaplan. He always comes on on Thursdays during the season, and Adam has sources with the team, and, and he said as much. He said, yeah, it's they're going to get him out there. Like, he's going to be a move option, move him around the formation, and, you know, really the key is, is he in NFL shape right now? Is he in game shape? So we'll see. But definitely a guy we're adding. I don't think we're going anywhere near starting him this week. But down the stretch, I mean, remember, they have their bye next week. So there is that. All right, rounding it out with Monday Night Football. And there's no upgrades in this one. It's all downgrades. Darius Slayton shattered last week. He'll be shattered again this week. He'll see Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis is playing really good football. 50% catch rate, 10.3 yards per catch in his coverage. So last week, it's like, okay, Slayton gets Slay. Then we go to Sterling Shepard. Well, Sterling Shepard on the other side is going to see Jamel Dean. So good luck with that one. 9.3 yards per catch, 2.7 catches allowed per game. No Chris Godwin. That means Mike Evans is the guy. Mike Evans is going to be shadowed by James Bradbury. So that's a downgrade right there. 10.7 yards per catch. Bradbury's been awesome this year. Hey, if you want this entire set of information, you can get it over at ftndaily.com. That's where you get my article, my wide receiver cornerback breakdown. Uh, it's well worth checking out. And if you want to get in on the mix, promo code RATPACKAGE, 10% off. Keep reviewing the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever you want to call it these days. If you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Scroll to the bottom, click the stars. And that's that. And we're going to have this celebration soon for getting us to 1K. I appreciate you, Rat Pack. I appreciate you. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use that hashtag, Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Enjoy the football tonight, baby. I'll catch you tomorrow with another edition of the pod. On the flip side, I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.